Yuba boys from the Burbank Karate Club. In the flesh. Well, hurry up. We're ready to embark. Get your packs straight. Pass me a year back in the shit. It's cool. I like it. You have stupid names for all your shit. Those stories are all lies. That's wrong. My body's ready. My heart's on fire. I'm gonna push it over the wire. Perfect timing. Tight as a drum. You'll find the battles already won. I'm taking hold of every moment. Giving strength by the breath of life. I'm gonna stick my everybody welcome <laughs> uh it's another episode of the silver emulsion podcast my name uh, is will <laughs> all right good to know we've remembered that yeah yeah what's your name <laughs> i think that one's steven still steven all right steven? all right so uh once again we have joined our forces and uh, we're gonna uh talk about a movie from 1975 uh directed by kinji fukusaku and uh, it's called Cops versus Thugs. Yeah, it's, uh, I expected a lot more Cops versus Thugs. In a yeah. We called Cops versus Thugs. It's more like a cops yeah. hanging out with thugs. There, yeah, there's a, a uh, thugs aligned with cops. Yeah. There is yeah, that. What I. When I was watching the movie, I th- I thought that as well. I thought, oh, it's it's a little more blurred than than just yeah. straight cops versus thugs. Yeah. So I thought maybe it was uh, just more so the difference between cops and thugs. Yeah, maybe more like it's, a comparison. Yeah. Rather than a a combat. Right, right. And so I meant to uh, look at the the Japanese title and see if like there is actually a versus there or if it's mm. something else but i uh did not do that so mm. <laughs> in grand silver motion fashion right just steamroll just ahead. yeah we have no idea and <laughs> yeah about all i did was read the little booklet so oh you did well that's more than i did so i did watch one of the extra features so yeah i, I did not watch those okay but. well uh so I don't. You have not seen a Yakuza movie like this before. I don't think so. Not something just so straight up to it. I mean, it's. I guess it's something I'm sort of familiar with just from all the anime I've watched. Yeah. So yeah. References to that stuff that it bleeds into it every once in a while. Well, I was going to ask you: Are there just uh, kind of Yakuza anime that are kind of uh, just like gangster anime like this? I'm sure there must be. I'm not specifically thinking of any offhand. Okay. But, I mean, there's got to be stuff out there that... There's probably... I I thought that maybe it would be like a like a kaiju thing where it's pretty much all live action and then there's a few outliers in anime. It just seems like it, it might be it like might that. It might be something like that. Because I'm not just... I can't just... Off the top of my head, I'm not just yeah. coming up with, okay. here's a Yakuza anime. Yeah. But... I thought you might. You might be like, oh, well... There's this thing, blah blah blah. 
but I guess not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not thinking of anything right off. But All right. I know one thing that I noticed very much with this movie is the accents. Oh, yeah? The dialogue, which okay. is not something you might necessarily notice when they're talking a completely different language. Yeah, so I'm curious what, but, what, um, where you're going is, with this. The the way they speak in this movie is yeah. is very much a very distinctive speech patterns that they okay. use and uh, kind of a growly. They almost roll their R's. Yeah, I definitely heard and, a lot of rolling R's there. Yeah, and that's something that in anime is very. I mean, it's it's something that I've kind of just associated with the criminal. Like this, this is like the mafia accent. Like if you're yeah. the Italian accent in a okay. in a mafia movie, is like freaking everybody in this movie is talking like that they were yeah yeah and so it's it's something that in an in when i hear that that voice that style of uh, speech and yeah. anime it's just immediately like oh this guy's a total fucking asshole all right <laughs> it's like the immediate call sign of this is a criminal kind of guy okay if not just straight out mobster and huh. so and so this movie totally filled with characters like that yeah so. yeah so it it was like, oh, they're clearly, this is perhaps not the origin. I would imagine older movies have done this before. No, there's this definitely older movies than this. Definitely yeah. a part of that tradition that anime is building off of when it uses that yes. acting style to portray a character. I would imagine. Yeah, Fukusaku is one of the, if not the most uh, well-regarded Yakuza filmmaker. Um, very influential in... Japanese film overall um, but uh, in the Yakuza genre he is like the fucking godfather <laughs> he's the guy there's people before right. him there's people after him but uh, he's like pretty much the people after him are like fans of his that went right, on like, right. like Takashi Miike right. does a lot of Yakuza movies and, and at least a few of them are remakes of uh, Kinji Fukusaku movies um, but uh, he does his own as well. But yeah. uh, so in in the place of of Fukusaku's filmography, he made a like the blueprint for Yakuza movies like a couple of years before this movie, right? <clears throat> and there's there were Yakuza movies before that. There's a bunch of stuff in the '60s. By a various various directors, he probably made some as well. I'm not too sure, but anyway, in the early '70s, he made this five movie series called Battles Without Honor and Humanity. I know I've mentioned it before, right? So this thing was so popular, such a big deal that like it was just fucking everywhere, and Yakuza movies were just coming out of the woodwork after that. Like it was, right, it just right. really cemented them. Yeah, if I were gonna look for Yakuza anime, I might look back to that point in history where they might yeah. have been when the Yakuza stuff was super popular. Yeah, maybe, maybe there are some '70s ones in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so he made those, mm -hmm. and then uh, the first four movies are all written by the same guy. And the fifth one is kind of an outlier, but uh, I thought it was awesome. Anyway, first four movies are written by this one guy, and he did a lot of research on actual Yakuza right, right, right. like news stories, and almost all of those movies are based on real events. Mm -hmm. 
you know names mm-hmm. changed to protect the the criminals or whatever. Right. So this movie also written by the same guy, and he's he basically had a bunch of shit that he couldn't use in those first four movies, and so he took this cool yeah. story that he liked and wrote uh, this movie. Right. So it it's not kinda, like those, but it's kind of like those. Yeah, it kind of mentions that in the uh, the booklet okay. that, he, that that same guy was writing this before. Yeah, was, I don't remember his name offhand, but... Yeah, I guess he was some big guy. He'd like... Because this takes place in a fictionalized version of Hiroshima. And, okay, yeah. And which makes a lot of sense to find out, oh, specifically this is actually Hiroshima. Because they changed the name of the t- city, so you yeah. don't... Unless you were just familiar with Japanese history, you wouldn't know. Right, right, okay. So <clears throat> that makes more sense because they do mention several times of like the black market rice trading, food trading, yeah, post war and the and yeah, yeah. It seems like oh Hiroshima, yeah, that's makes total freaking sense okay. now that you would be growing that guys in the '60s would have been growing up in this uh, climate of yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. They're they're of age in the '60s. There, yeah, yeah. So their their childhood was in this post war nuclear wasteland, of, right? And so, and and battles without honor and humanity is very much in that as well. Like the first movie starts right after the war, and it's mm. uh, the same star of of this movie is the it's like the main guy that runs through all of those movies, mm. played by. Uh, what the fuck? Bunta Sagawaru, I think is yeah, his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds right. Um, Something similar to that, anyway. Bunta Sugawara. Anyway, I love him. He's, uh... So, anyway, the, the beginning of that first battles movie is, is, uh... Like, right after the war, and these, like, soldiers are returning home, and they're all disgruntled because they lost, and they, they, they're all just, like, trying to figure out what to do with their lives, and they kind of all band together and start these Yakuza groups. Right. And right. it's really it's really cool, and it sort of charts their growth and death and all kinds of shit through multiple families over the course of five movies, and, like, mm. there's a whole movie that's in Hiroshima, and they yeah. all this shit happens, and... I'm wondering if any of the flashback scenes in this movie directly reference those. No, movies? definitely not. Okay. No, because I've seen all of those, um, and those. This is like, like totally its own thing. All right. Because what the booklet mentions is that all the the battles without honor yeah. and humanity. Those ones were apparently uh, glamorizing the Yakuza so much that the police were getting really pissed off at it, and they actually, like, raided Toei Studios, like, thinking, oh, oh you guys must be in with the mob. We're oh, gonna, wow, and, like, wow. And so there was all sorts of pressure. And so instead of making the sixth Battles without yeah movie, they made this to oh, be okay. more of a cop-friendly movie, <laughs> which, yeah, okay. considering how not necessarily cop friendly it is but, it's not but to be less it was like it was billed as as some way to get back on like the right okay get the cops off their own backs of like oh well we'll, we'll make huh. this more of from a police perspective so it's not this yeah uh, i wonder if they actually saw the movies because right <laughs> it seems like one of those things where the cops were just I mean, I don't know, maybe they were having problems because people were trying to be emulating the Yakuza, but in those movies, I mean, it's very much like this movie where a lot of fucked up shit happens to these Yakuza guys, (laughs) and it does, to me, it doesn't really glamorize it, like, the, there's parts, 
especially in the first movie, but it carries through the other ones where every time somebody dies, <laughs> they die and they play like this fucking this musical sting and they show like they put like mm-hmm. subtitles on it like this fucking guy died blah 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 like they should they do mm-hmm. it a couple times in this but it's not quite the same right right and uh perhaps that's glamorizing their death but i saw it as just very like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ yeah you know and, just like this life or death sort of world you know. know this movie's definitely like very fucked up with the yeah how it treats its characters like even when they aren't dying necessarily but no it's not uh and all of the movies of, of the, all of the yakuza movies that i've seen of, of this guys they're all like this where they're just right there's not a lot of uh, joy going on <laughs> it's just right. a lot of uh just fucked up shit <laughs> just happening to characters as it moves along yeah there's they're they're pretty brutal in this movie for sure. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, so he he did make more battles movies um, while in between, like right before this movie, he started a new trilogy called the New Battles Without Honor and Humanity, mm. also starring Bunta and uh, <laughs> not following the same uh, course of of timeline. Right. Just starting a new thing. Mm-hmm. And so he made one of those, and then he would make other movies, and then he'd make another one of those, and then make other movies. And so this is one of the movies in between the new battles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I haven't seen those particularly, so I don't know if those are cop-friendly or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they may have uh, tried to incorporate more of a broader perspective just to avoid... They might have. There's one movie, one of those battles movies is called Police Tactics, I think, and there's a lot of cops and stuff in that movie. Hmm. But I don't remember if it's it's favor favorable or not. So perhaps the cops didn't like that movie. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But I don't know. This shows a lot of corrupt cops and stuff. Yeah, like so. uh, like the the only cop in there who's not corrupt it's kind of like he shows up and you just kind of have this immediate impression of this guy's an asshole yeah <laughs> yeah <just> like <laughs> yeah I mean, he kind of turns out to be i mean by the end of the movie it's like yeah he's kind of a good guy but well he's definitely i mean he's the guy fighting for justice and he's right he's it's like apparently was, the good guy but right in the middle of the movie like after he shows up and just starts pointing out all the corruption and the the force it's just your my immediate thought was like wow this guy is like He's the good guy, but I feel like he's an asshole. <laughs> he totally is an asshole, but he is also a good guy that's fighting for mm-hmm. good. It's just in this particular world uh, where the morals are not good and evil. It's always right. like this blend, specifically in this movie, where the, the, the Yakuza guy and the cop are friends like right um and he's got to kind of straddle that line and 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 figure out how to yeah how to deal with that so like yeah without so when this guy who's just like totally good (laughs) comes into that you he's he's like the asshole he's like no wait you're missing all the nuance of the situations you can't just be this fucking right right crusader that comes in and so it is interesting because he's yeah, the, the good so, guy, but he's yeah, a, you know he feels like a bad guy, right? 
the plot kind of I won't, it doesn't really portray him as a bad guy, but it, he's no, but disrupting the, a, yeah. this situation that could have gone under control, right? Without his him there in a, right, perhaps right. a better way, and yeah, because that guy is like taking a hard line stance to the yakuza, yeah. And so and that, that doesn't necessarily that work. hard line kind of forces an equally hard line response from right. the yakuza, that, right? Because they're they're not gonna fuck with that yeah. <laughs> you know they want respect in a stuff. way that bunta could have uh perhaps more peacefully yeah settled things rather than right but yeah i mean and he's just like bunta's character he's just straight up badass from from opening scene he, he is like... he's a badass dude just as an actor i don't know that i've seen him in anything other than the Fukusaku movies, but uh, he's a badass in every single movie I've ever seen him in. He's that guy is awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I I just love that opening scene where he just takes on like five yeah, guys yeah, right. and just like you shitheads, like you're gonna go and just you're gonna have a raid. You're just gonna go kill, go and just murder some people, aren't you? It's like, guess what? I don't freaking care. But you better damn pay your damn bill at the restaurant. You don't skip out tabs on my watch, assholes. He's just <laughs> slapping them all like a whole bunch. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and that right away you learn that uh, he's a cop, and he's a hard ass, but he's also you know not taking this like I'm a cop, justice is right, the only right. option sort of thing. He's uh, he he has a justice, but it's not necessarily what you right would think of. He it's like he just doesn't want this to spill out into the common people who are in it like he doesn't care if the thugs are out killing each other right right but once it starts spilling out into these innocent guys with a freaking sushi place <laughs> you start fucking his <laughs> life up he doesn't got anything to do with this right that's where he's gonna because that guy doesn't deserve to be screwed over he's right. just trying to do his business so he's, it's an interesting look at it very very much a gray morality kind of going on here yeah and they don't in the battles movies they don't engage it in that same way there's not like a cop that becomes friends with the yakuza there's not that same sort of dynamic but i feel that the moral ambiguity is still like exactly the same throughout the whole series so it's right. weird that the cops would take take notice and sort of raid the studio <laughs> it's probably just because they were so popular that they were influencing kids to yeah i imagine like, that be into it this is kind of must have been and like you say they were based on real events and things yeah yeah and so there may have been some sort of how did you know all of this if you weren't right no that that, that screenwriter did like serious research and really like made a point to to get down on and do as good of a, a justice to Yakuza culture as he could, right. which had never been done before in the same way. Mm -hmm. um, it was always kind of like, like the sixties movies that I've seen are always more like Hollywood style, like <laughs> the assassin who's sick of assassinating people <laughs> and he's trying to get out and, you know, he's always yeah. going to save his girl at the, you know, on right, the way right, out right. and they're cool, but it's just a totally different thing. Right. Than this. And it, it actually kind of struck you that, that kind of almost happens the opposite here where it's like yeah. the cop guy retires. Yeah, that's the, true. The, yeah. Cause 
the guy who got in a fight with the good guy and the, right and got his ass kicked and he's like clearly the way this i'm i operate is not going to function here i'm out yeah he and then he so he tries to leave the force and winds up still like he can't get out of it and so it's like not yeah. the guy who wants his one last <laughs> haul to set him up for life it's like this guy is like he's the cop he's like oh, fuck it i can't do this anymore and he can, so it's the cop getting dragged back into it and, yeah when he goes and works for the the yakuza guy at his office the one oh yeah he becomes like a consultant he yeah says, he's like a and, consultant to the the these movies are very complex in terms of characters and so yeah i'm sh- i'm sure there's a lot in terms of like specific plot things going on that i just kind of missed yeah in terms of the intricacies of how things were playing out like at the the first scene has of the movie in the bar not the first scene with the with the the cop and the kids and stuff but the in when they go to that bar and there's the head of the the yakuza clan that's like the bad guys not the friends of the cop Mm -hmm. he's talking to this dude that's bald yeah (laughs) and i don't know people's names but anyway that bald guy is is like an ex-leader of his own family or that family that the other guy is a leader of anyway he's still kind of involved and that's who the cop goes and works for that bald guy okay yeah it would help if i knew people's names right but, right. <laughs> but i probably don't know their names either it's right right i, I have a, if you want to like really get into the grit of the relationship yeah. between those almost background characters well, there, yeah, and there's a lot going on. Yeah, there there's just, the backstory of this movie is very complicated. And yeah, and it's probably I was wondering if it was good to watch this or to watch the Battles movies first, or at least well, the first one or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good that we watch this one <laughs> before going to that one because this one is actually way less complex oh, than wow, okay. those movies. <laughs> Those movies are almost impenetrable at parts where if you don't know, because there's, like, this movie has a lot of characters. Right. Imagine this movie with, like, three times as many characters with all these different factions all battling each other and sort of Mm. going after certain things. and, And it's all, I mean, it's a huge cast of characters. And there's a there's a couple movies where I know a couple of people from other movies, like Sonny Chiba is in one of them. So it's like, okay, mm. there's Sonny Chiba. <laughs> okay. So what's Sonny Chiba doing? And like in that same movie, Mako Kaji, the girl who's uh, the star of lady Snowblood mm. and many other Japanese movies that I've seen. Like, so she's in that one too. So it's like, okay, <laughs> how does she relate? I can, you know, she's a person that can, I can kind of, can grasp, I can go from, to specific you know? individuals and so, and yeah, so I imagine you know, I only saw those once. So I imagine with future uh, revisitings, I will gain a, a better understanding right, of right. them. But <clears throat> those movies are fucking dense <laughs> in mm. a good way, though. Good to look forward to that. <laughs> like, like it's bad because it's easy to lose track and right, to be totally right. lost. But it's good in that. It, you're not lost because the movie's shitty. <laughs> you're just lost because you can't fucking follow everything that's going on because there's just so much going on. Yeah, and and with this one, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm just gonna have to accept that 
shit is going down and having consequences, and I'm I'm gonna just have to follow this at a surface level. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And hope I can keep that straight. And future watchings, perhaps someday will clear up. Right. More things going on, but provided, yeah, provided you remember enough. To right. <laughs> the next time, yeah. <laughs> uh. I, guess, I, th I think my favorite just random side character in here, though, was, okay. was the one cop who was just always going off on the commies. And just, oh, yeah, just, that fucking just guy. Like he just randomly insert some rant about communists. For no fucking reason, <laughs> yeah. too. He's just, he's just complaining about commies all the time. <laughs> and, like somebody would say it's something. Like, oh, who cares about the Yakuza? Those commies are going to kill us all. It's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like some some cop would say something and he'd be like, "Oh, that's a, you're a commie, <laughs> you son of a bitch!" I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not a commie, Jesus. Yeah, that guy was funny. Uh, I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that guy as well. <sighs> so. Uh, Fukusaku has a style to his action that uh, maybe not as standout now as it would have been back then mm -hmm. uh, because there is a lot of handheld stuff now, but uh, his style of action is very frenetic and handheld and right. yeah, a lot, yeah. not a lot of cutting. Like, a lot of it is, is done. Like, there's yeah, a lot of scenes in this movie where it's just a single take for a couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah, it's not like, like quick cut garbage that you no, can no. run into in a more modern movie but but it is handheld and like yeah it's very running around and shifting and stuff like i i think it kind of works here because he's not really trying to make an exciting action scene he's trying to make like a holy shit this is not a good place to be kind of an action right. scene and it yeah it, it kind of captures that a bit, but like the guy that got stabbed in his apartment. And oh, that just shit like, is dope! Yeah, it just keeps freaking going, and it's just they're just rolling around. Like, yeah, and I think that's just one shot, or at least the, um, the majority of that is one shot, where that dude just <laughs> runs in and they're fighting, and his girlfriend <clears throat> is like falling over them, and yeah, all, yeah, it's yeah, fucking it's awesome. Just, and it's just, it's. And literally speaking, it's a bloody mess. It's just yeah. like they're just crashing around and like it's just this brutal like I'm going to do whatever the fuck I can to <laughs> just try and live and go through. Like, yeah, this fucking scrambling just, this, for yeah, life just this and stuff. Panic, yeah. just flailing around at, for anything is like yeah. this... And it's like, yeah, yeah, this is not like drunken master. It's not trying to be anything even resembling. That. No, like, not at all. That's not what this is about. And but it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's like perfect for this, this it's, type it's, of movie. Right. It's exactly what it needs to be for the story being told. Yeah. And so I love it. It's, it's, it's super great. brutal and like, especially without cutting a lot, it's very realistic. Where you just see like a lot of shit going down. Yeah, it, and it's just, it's you're hard just to like follow, a, but like you aren't trying to follow it. You're just like yeah, like, it's not like that. It's you're like, like a being bystander. there and trying yeah. to follow it, or right. it's like a bystander would not be following it. So not following it is <laughs> what it needs to be for what <laughs> the movie's trying to communicate, which is. Yeah, and like yeah. as a bystander, you have that sort of oh, what the fuck is oh shit? <laughs> you just have this this reaction viscerally that, and the movie does a good job of giving you that. 
yeah like that one scene where they the truck driver is getting pissed off at the police officer and they get in a fight <laughs> and then the yuckers are coming it's like oh we're gonna handle this and right, somehow yeah. like somewhere in there somebody gets stabbed and they all run out. you're like oh shit what, what even happened right <laughs> And that scene where where they're interrogating that guy and oh, they yeah. fucking strip him, <laughs> yeah, and just start slapping him around. Yeah, I I in the one special feature that I watched, it was a, a Japanese film scholar talking about um, many aspects of the production, and and he talked about that scene in specific being where the 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 guy that was getting beat up was like really getting beat up yeah he like was they just mentioned like, that and that's in the it. booklet too like, yeah just just beat me up yeah. fuck it let's go yeah, apparently he'd like <laughs> said he had been through a police interrogation before and oh, so he okay. was like wow. no dude that this is what's good like this is what's realistic about just just slam me or you're not doing it right hit me harder and just like Jesus. so it was like oh damn that's fucking nuts so man. i guess the next day he was just covered in just bruises fucked, from yeah. the previous shoot where he just, <laughs> <laughs> was like okay he asked for it i guess it's fine yeah don't need makeup just <laughs> just show him as he is yeah. holy fuck yeah but, oh man <laughs> that, that guy that, got fucked up uh, yeah <laughs> just ripping his clothes off and slapping him around for no reason yeah look how he just opens the window and then shoves him right into the, oh you're trying to escape are you <laughs> <laughs> like, <"God> <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> fucking assholes yeah that's brutal yeah. But yeah, I mean you're dealing with these Yakuza guys, what are you gonna do? You gotta Right. Sometimes you gotta stoop to that Yakuza level. Yeah, there was that really like fucked up scene where they they get the one guy in there and it's like, Oh, your guys don't care they didn't even bring you lunch. And then it cuts to the flashback <laughs> yeah. of them bringing him lunch. It's like, no, he doesn't need the he doesn't want to see you. <laughs> like, they aren't even gonna get you a lawyer. They don't wanna pay for that. And yeah. the, like, flashback to the lawyer coming in is like, Oh no, he can't afford you. He wants a cheaper lawyer. Go away. I love that, yeah. <laughs> And I love how they did that with the, uh, where when they did the flashbacks, it was just still images. Yeah. And, like, I don't know exactly. Um, At first, that kind of threw me, because when it first happened, I'm like, oh, is the disc fucked it was up? Like, oh, damn, this is brand new, isn't it? Like, what's, oh, man. And then I'm like, no, I think it's doing this on purpose. <laughs> yeah, no, he does that um, in his other movies, so I've seen it before, where, where he just does still images to sort of convey this this feeling i don't know i i I don't even know what it is (laughs) that it is that i felt by it but i I just enjoy it yeah i mean it's it's distinguishing it as like oh you know this is the past or at least in this specific way used it here but right in that context you know it's not happening concurrently or anything right and so that's a it was a good way to just communicate that fact immediately without yeah it's stylish and right you know it doesn't have like 60 minutes before you know it doesn't have to have any bullshit like that it's just yeah straight ahead visual sort of filmmaking where you understand immediately and and that's that's great to use the actual tools of the medium to not have to yeah what is that the the stephen king one or book where he's on writing where he talks about he says if i have to just tell you that this person is Oh, bipolar yeah. and going there, then I've failed. But if I can show you the character being bipolar yeah, and you yeah. just get it, then I've succeeded. And, yeah, that's and that's true. what this those flashbacks were. With that, they were not telling you that it was a flashback, but just you understand yeah. it immediately. Just immediately and get it. Yeah, that's that is good storytelling right there. When yes. you can do that, and he's a he's a great filmmaker. He, and this is probably his like uh, best like heyday period of, of filmmaking right after this he would he made a bunch of like big budget sort of 
science fiction movies such as Message from Space that yeah. we watched. And uh, he had a whole bunch of those movies. And then, uh, like, he did other things in America. He worked on Tora Tora Tora, oh. the, the war movie. He did the Japanese sections yeah, of that. I and can, I could see that. You'd and uh, want to get a good Japanese filmmaker to make the Japanese part of your... Yeah, yeah. They wanted Kurosawa, but Kurosawa, for some reason, couldn't do it or turned it down or, or something. Mm-hmm. And so they got uh, Fukusaku, who's is, uh, yeah. also good. Yeah. And... Uh, his last movie was Battle Royale, which I know I've mentioned yeah, before, yeah, yeah. but uh, another good one. Yeah. But uh, his his real prolific, like, everything that I've seen from this period has just been fucking awesome, <laughs> is yeah. right here in the <clears throat> early to mid-70s. Because even Message from Space is just 78, so it's just a couple years after this. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Yeah, I mean it's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. not. I don't think it's, it's not at the a same Yakuza like. Movie, obviously, but. I don't think <laughs> yeah. even at the filmmaking is not the same quality, mm. but uh, not necessarily necessary in that, in specific, that specific case. Yeah. Like I think it's as well made as it needs to be. But right. But anyway. Yeah, this is definitely a, a very different, uh, more serious approach. And for and sure, like, yeah. yeah. Message from space is clearly <laughs> just like it doesn't even care that it's a B movie. It's just like, yeah, we're just gonna throw this out here and have fun with it. And, For sure. And this movie is like we're gonna make a fucking movie, right? <laughs> yeah. And from from that extra feature that I watched, he the guy was saying that uh, his movies after battles, after the battles movies, they got more and more away from reality. Like, even the new Battles movies were, mm. like, more outlandish. But this Cops vs. Thugs is, like, one of the last few where it's more realistic. Mm. And so I haven't seen any of those other movies in there where there's, quote-unquote, more outlandish. But uh, yeah, I'm thoroughly job. excited. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think he's good, and uh, I like outlandish things. So. <laughs> hey, what, what could go wrong? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I have a few, so. That uh, the other one that I threw out there, uh, Doberman Cop, I believe, is uh, mm, from also, that I, era. Yeah, that's that's later on. Uh, I believe he made that. I could be wrong, but mm. anyway, he's awesome. <laughs> so uh, you seem to like this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun ride. Yeah. Intriguing and thought-provoking kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. Poor main character guy just kind of got fucked over in the end, but yeah, it's sad. And that's uh, but that's kind of when you get in these kind of like gangster kind of movies, right? It kind of like even in the Hollywood ones, it kind of ends badly for people. <laughs> well, I mean, they are. He is a corrupt cop, and there are, like, you know, like, all these movies are fronted by a criminal, so the, the end of the right. movie is not going to be generally them getting away, you know, it's right, usually right, going right. to be them in fucking prison, and <laughs> you know, or something like that, and uh, so this movie ends suitably. Right. Um, it just felt kind of like, it was just so sad, like, this guy spends the whole movie being this total badass that... Nothing, right. like he's on top of everything and even when shit goes south he's got right. like he's like okay we're gonna have to do this now but he's 
he's got it covered. He's always on top, but he is like loyal to a fault, and it does yeah. kind of screw him over in that the way the movie ends ends specifically because he he, he chooses his yeah. loyalty over the rules basically right and where he should have made like he's he's good at walking that line throughout the whole movie and then in this one instance he should have chosen the other route <laughs> and he didn't so right. it just screws him over yeah just that one wrong and you know walking a line you fuck up once that's all that's all it takes yeah you know? yeah that that seems to be if anything kind of the theme here is that yeah there's this is always going to collapse this kind of walking the line kind yeah. of situation like it's going to hit a point where it just collapses that it, it can't keep going yeah. you're going to get the guy who's just goes off on a wild spree and does something dumb and then it fucks everything <laughs> over and yeah, so I mean, it, that happens several times in the movie it with does. like, uh, like when the the main bad bad guys, if there's <laughs> a distinction in this movie, but yeah, um, his friend, yeah, his friend, the the leader of the mob, who's not yeah. really the leader, but he's effectively the leader. Yeah, he's the acting leader of the Ohara yeah, like family. I remember that. Like he gets out of like he walks out of the police station or something, and the main guy's like, "Oh yeah, you you got a tail on you." Those those guys across the street, and he just gets in his car and just starts ramming him. Right, just right. like holy shit, like right throughout <laughs> the freaking police station, dude. What are you doing? He didn't give a fuck. Dude. Yeah, it's just like you're always gonna get some guy like that who's just gonna he's just gonna lose. It. He's not gonna follow what right is going to be best for him and well and that's kind of that yakuza lifestyle where yeah, they, they yeah. feel like they're above the law and they feel like they're masters of their own destiny and they could do whatever the fuck they want yeah and that's just not a great way to yeah it <laughs> exists in the world eventually that is going to come and bite you in the ass and destroy you and yeah yeah and that's kind of i mean this one might i think the theme is a l probably a little more obvious and strong in this movie than it is in the battles movie but those battles movies i mean it's just like a churning through of dudes getting murdered and, <laughs> and i mean you know i i never got the sense that that yeah like this is fucking glamorous lifestyle because <laughs> i mean so many people die in those movies i mean they uh, they they have a huge cast of characters and like most of the guys are dead at the end of the fucking movie <laughs> like we needed a huge cast because otherwise there wouldn't be anyone at the end <laughs> it's nuts i mean it's like so many people die and you I mean you can't even keep track of all of them and it's just nuts and then the next movie has a similarly large cast and those guys die and <laughs> and there's only a few people that really like the main guy uh played by bunta Sugawara, he's in all of them, and he's like one of the few guys that actually manages to survive through all of these movies. But and so maybe that's sort of uh, uh, emboldening these <laughs> yakuza kids who are like, "I'm gonna be that guy," you know? <laughs> maybe yeah. I just I'm I don't know I just uh, I can't see them as being very glamorous. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. it's kind of bugging me. <laughs> Well, that's that's always kind of like how things go. It's, it's like people who criticize something rarely are criticizing it on 
Maybe yeah. not literally, but like when it when it's this type yeah. of criticism of oh you're yeah. glamorizing violence. It's like yeah, it's like a lot of religious people gl- uh, will will uh, badmouth movies that they think are not in line with theirs. Like like um, a lot of people were were protesting Passion of the Christ, and like there were Christians protesting that, and there were also Christians who thought it was the greatest representation of their right. Lord and Savior ever to be put on the film. And so, like, the, like what is it? <laughs> you know? Right, right. And so the movie is just the movie, and so it's just your perception of the movie. Right. I get it. Like, because, like, there's, there were all those Christians who were all like, oh, Harry Potter is evil. He's using yeah, magic. It's right. satanic. And so, like, what, if we're... If, freaking hell do you get that it's freaking like no what are you talking about but it's, yeah i mean it's, it's, it's just you hear this word that in whatever for whatever reason your perception calls yeah witchcraft so, yeah, and, and stuff like, and yeah but yeah i mean have those people even seen or wa- or read harry potter before yeah like, do they do they have any idea and so right. I, I have a feeling that might have been something of the case for i would imagine that yeah they haven't seen it or they don't know or, or they just didn't get it when they did see it as just like oh this is gonna try and this is in a movie and therefore it makes it seem okay just by existing but i mean and in the sense that there are kids who are like excited about witches and wizards like yeah that is a thing now Mm-hmm. Pe- there's fucking Harry Potter Universal Studios and people go and buy wands and shit. But like, how many? What's the percentage of those kids actually going home and practicing the dark arts? <laughs> yeah, like trying to be like, I'm gonna summon Satan with this wand I right. bought at Universal Studios. <laughs> how many kids are are doing that? You know, trying to summon demons and shit. You know, yeah. It... And how and how many of those are successful? <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, it's like, uh, I guess something more uh, contemporary to this movie would be the that period with uh, Batman, where they were like, oh, Batman's like promoting gays, and because Batman and Robin are living together, and it's just oh like, yeah, it was just like, okay, you're clearly not <laughs> understanding anything about this. But oh, that's weird. Yeah, there was this whole like there was some psychiatrist out there who was like, oh, who was saying was, that. I, I think it was like in the '60s or '70s or something, where it was like, "Oh, Batman's making people gay." Oh, <laughs> it was just, well, he just a, went on a just whole thing, and that's an odd sort of yeah uh, thing to derive from Batman. Yeah, so he was. I mean, I I I, I can see it. Yeah, it's like Burton Ernie and Sesame Street got that too. I right, think they did. Cool. They did. I mean, I can see it in both senses. Like, if you wanted to read it that way, you could. You could see right. it in that way. But that's not how a little kid is going to read right. it. It's right. Just, it's not how a little kid perceives that kind of a thing. And right. It's like, no, you are you are totally looking at this wrong to get that out of it. And I, I have a feeling that's kind of what the right glamorizing Yakuza of these movies kind of Yeah, is, I, is I feel that it's like, just, yeah, it's some bullshit. That... S- someone just not looking at it in the way that really ought to be yeah like looked at by its actual meaning and right actual message and yeah and i mean if these guys are career cops and they're you know they see this movie and they see this glamorizing it you know they're not necessarily the most 
open-minded uh, sort of people probably who are like right you know like taking in the arts <laughs> and like <laughs> examining you know what he, he's <clears throat> saying about japanese culture or whatever you know mm-hmm. so they're just like ah oh, these motherfuckers and he makes a yakuza movie and it's popular this is not good <laughs> right right <laughs> and maybe in their day-to-day they have to bust up some people you know like it, the numbers are rising of you know youth crime or whatever right this is also so around that same time as those movies were being made was also the rise of the the delinquent youth movies right, in right. japan i have a feeling that there was some cultural shift going on there with the yeah. generation shift of the people who had lived through the war and the people who hadn't right and yeah it's like the same kind of counterculture in in the u.s around the vietnam war but uh, in a different, obviously not the same context, but right. but similar time frame. Like uh, the delinquent youth movies that I've seen from Japan are all like these characters who are more embracing of. I don't want to say hippie because they're not they're not in America embracing that same thing, but they right, they take on a lot of similar things like bikers, like motorcycles and and uh, psychedelic music and things like that. And they're sort of rebelling <clears throat> against the staunch sort of Japanese right. traditionalism, <clears throat> and uh, and those were all super popular, like right around the same time as those first battles movies were coming out. So mm-hmm. it's probably this whole wave <laughs> of these uh, sort of crime movies becoming yeah, yeah. popular yeah. with the youth. And they're and gonna crack kinda... down on Toei because yeah. Toei was making. Um, the uh, the movies that started that trend, the delinquent girl boss movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> they started the trend of, of of those. So yeah, fucking raid Toei. I, I I don't know. It's sort of starting to come together. Um. So uh, I don't know. You seem open to more of these. Oh yeah, Yakuza yeah. movies. This is uh, I mean, this is <laughs> kind of like it it butts up against a lot of like because there's so much anime especially like in the 80s anime that references these kinds of movies oh really and so it's like it's always something that i've got like this tiny weird anime window into okay but like it's like looking in it through a foggy window of like you see general shapes and outlines of things and you're like yeah i don't like this is a part of this and yet i don't really understand it and yeah i would like to and get more of that groundwork going on cool yeah because like you were saying with the delinquent youth stuff that gets referenced a lot in anime or at least it did in the 80s and 90s anime would constantly reference that kind of film as because it was such a influential uh, genre at that time yeah yeah and you know in the same way that you know things are always referencing Right. older styles and stuff here of just previous well yeah i mean it's, it's an evolution art right, is a right. constantly evolving thing and, and there's, there's a lot of anime that kind of tie back into that or or use the motifs of yeah the whole delinquent youth and yakuza stuff and so cool like i said with the the voice the, the that style of voicing <laughs> yeah that, yeah i'll have to pay, pay attention to that because yeah they do speak very distinctly in this but uh I didn't necessarily notice it as being an accent, but I guess I'll have to pay more attention to my my Japanese voices. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I've picked up on over the years of like, oh, this is the 
the asshole gangster voice. Yeah. And, yeah. And Maybe it's like slang sort of, you know, I don't know. It's more like slurring and rolling R's more than you normally would or whatever. Right. right. I don't know. I'm wondering if it's just more of like a Hiroshima area accent. That yeah, has it been, might be. Yeah, uh, kind of just associated through these films. Yeah, to being the, it's the very gangster. possible because yeah, I mean any region of anywhere is going to have different ways of speaking. Like like Boston people are speaking Pakta. Yeah, and then <laughs> I know like Osaka has a distinctive dialect. Oh, as well, really? Okay. That, that gets mentioned a lot in anime of just, oh, there, there's that person from Osaka. They're going to talk like this. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, imagine like country people speak their own way and right, right. stuff like that. Oh, this guy's from the, the sticks, you know, mm-hmm. this fucking bumpkin. <laughs> right, and you can kind of pick up on it if you're paying attention and if you. Yeah if you've been exposed to it enough to notice the distinctions but yeah i'm surprised that you pick up on it honest i mean this this criminal voice sounds yeah it's it's a really distinct but it's a really clear-cut example there in that but you can pull out like the the other osaka guys and the i don't think i can pull them out specifically it's it's actually referenced in the actual script like they they will actually say that oh this guy's from osaka yeah yeah they, t- they talk about that in, in London, too, where, like, the, oh, this guy's from Liverpool. Like, the Beatles guys sound like they're from Liverpool. And the right, right. The, the Roger Daltrey guy is from um, Swansea. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, <laughs> you know, and they all different sound different. There, yeah. yeah and so I, I don't, I can't tell the fucking, I mean, I can tell the difference, but I couldn't tell you which one is which, you know. I just, oh, right. this guy sounds like he's from the fucking street, and this guy sounds more, like, highfalutin you know right (laughs) (laughs) there's a a series of documentaries the first one's called seven up and it started in the 60s anyway they they take these seven-year-old kids and they filmed all these interviews with them and then every Mm. seven years they filmed those same kids again Mm. and just talk to them about their lives and what's going on and like in the first one when they're seven it's like what do you want to do when you get older and where are you now like what school are you going to and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so now the the people are like i think i think the last one was 56 and then the mm-hmm. next one is is in a few years and it's they're going to be in their 60s now and so i've seen all of them and all of them they're all from london and mm-hmm. they all are like there's some highbrow people and there's some like low-end people and they all have different accents so that's mostly my main reference for mm-hmm. that but right. i'm not not enough to like know who is who and what is you know which areas sounds like what or whatever but uh yeah fucking uh people say that uh you know california has an accent and i uh, apparently i have an accent but yeah yeah that's i i just talk like me i don't know (laughs) yeah you you don't notice it when it's your own yeah yeah but uh, yeah, it just sounds like words. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess Oregon probably has its own accent. I don't know. I haven't yeah, really I've, noticed yeah, Oregon I haven't really people noticed it but too much. Yeah, and I've, I've heard people mention it kind of like oh, yeah, sort of a southern-ish feel to the accent, but hmm. I've not really noticed that too much. So yeah, well, we have to pay more attention. I know. Yeah, it's just <laughs> English to me. So whatever. 
what anything else about this cops versus thugs that you noticed that you remember uh, anything like that what else was interesting going on God. I'm trying to think of anything yeah, I, of, I don't know I it, just, it was definitely kind of brutal to the women too it was not they were not yeah <laughs> yeah it was just like oh hey take care of this guy right like, right oh, damn <laughs> I feel like um, it, what struck me with the women was just the the massive difference in when they're just in like I don't know polite society isn't the right word but just like they're out and about and just yeah. like all nice and cheerful and and happy and and then it's like <laughs> oh just go and take care of this guy like okay that sounds nice and then they're in the bedroom just like getting like yeah. beat up yeah or some one dude shit. was basically raping that girl and it was just like oh man like they just it's like a switch that goes yeah. off and on for them and, and they have like, to take it and that's yeah. just that 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 sort of male-dominated culture, right? And uh, and then they get back out, and oh, the switch goes back on, and they're back to just right, nice, happy, cheerful. What you and you're just like that? Holy shit! That's gotta right. And like Japanese culturally is all about the this formalism, and and everything right, is right. done ritualistically. Like the women are are supposed to be dressed in a certain way, and when they serve tea and whatever, they have to serve it in a very specific way and you know if they they can't like stand up they have to make sure that they're like doing that kneel walk <laughs> thing and i don't know yeah. if they do it in this movie but yeah i don't think it's but, too uh, much though this is a bit less formal because this is later on yeah era, right kind of thing and i don't think the gangsters are quite so on the no you must be formally serving tea as but much they, as just give me the fucking tea but, but they definitely ha are dressed uh Formally in right, a lot of right. situations and expected to know their place. Right, right. And That's the, like they're supposed to be there for a purpose, and and they'd better be doing that purpose. And right, and and at some, I like, I hope they've moved on a bit. I hope feminism has uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> found would, its way into the I, culture a little I bit. I hope so. I mean, not a little bit, a lot. I, I, I mean, I know I it's, some strides have been made. I know some strides have been made. I'm not sure how much, but right. I still but imagine I, I think they're still a little behind where America yeah, is. But that's what I imagine. But uh, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of modern Japanese stuff. Not that like right. movies is necessarily the best example, but. Uh, you at least get some window into the cult. It's the only window I'm going to have. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Unless there's documentaries documentaries about uh, Japanese feminism or something like that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can kind of say is that the anime has a tendency to have very strong female leads, and that strikes that, me as a good sign that is true. in general. Yeah. And is that something that has progressed over the years like it wasn't popular so much in the, in the old days or maybe i mean it's it's certainly been around at least since eiko in the 80s of yeah and, and miyazaki always had a miyazaki strong was always girl. doing that again right in the mid 80s right when that's kicking yeah. about so that may have been kind of where at least in anime this kind of gets started right. going on well, um, that's good that's good. That's where it starts with things that kids take in. Right, right. And, and so uh, that that strikes me as a, a good thing. It's Yeah. I and mean, it's 
it can be sexist sexist in its own way of just using them as sex objects and that you're right. they're still being objectified as yeah as, and they might be drawn in a suggestive right. manner yeah and that's that is and and so you can argue what which is worse and whatnot but right. they they at least have a higher rate of being effective at actually controlling their own destiny or shaping yeah. the story yeah. of their on their own powers in in ways that you know it's kind of i remember when what was that the disney movie was it brave the little red-headed girl yeah and yeah. everybody was like oh it's this movie with this with this female main character and she's out there doing oh, okay. strong things and my immediate thought of it was like well, if we got more than just this freaking movie, what, what, what? And then I was right. thinking about it, and most of it I realized was kind of going back to my own particular oh, okay. stuff, like Aiko. I was thinking, like, yeah. there's tons of stuff like Aiko and Ghost in the Shell. I'm like, wait, this is all my own weird, it's nerdy anime. And, like, yeah. like, no, I, I guess they're kind of right. There's not a lot of this in Western, in Hollywood movies. Yeah, that's and, very true. And like, that's been yeah. a much more recent development to get movies like that right yeah i mean just in terms of there might be some obscure movies or something but just in terms of movies that are made on a large scale that are seen by everybody it is generally not a female lead yeah and i was i was thinking back to and i was thinking to these things that were very formative in my own childhood yeah. were things that were maybe not as widespread as say the freaking disney princess thing right because I grew up, I didn't really watch a lot of Disney movies, but right. one okay. of the big childhood cartoons was Secret of Nim. Okay. Which is a mother rat protecting her child, her yeah, children yeah. and going on this massive adventure. And that, that was my childhood cartoon movie of, you know. and, and Yeah, I saw that a bunch when I was a kid, too. Yeah, and so that was a very big formative movie for me. and huh. Or like Aliens, where you've got Ripley. Being, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. considered one of the earliest uh, female leads in a movie being strong. And in terms capable. of Western film, in for we- sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, and I just kind of realized that the ones that just happened to be very formative to me were actually not necessarily yeah, the, yeah, okay. what was going to be out there for everybody. Yeah. In Amer- like, in I, I had sense. my own personal weird little window of video right. games and movies and things, like uh, the original Fantasy Star, which had a female lead and was yeah, one of okay. my favorite games as a child. Well, or, there you go like golden axe it was always a the the girl in that tyrus flair the amazon chick was yeah because they were pretty much the same but she had more magic oh okay. and so it was like oh well she's got more magic so oh so you went with her yeah it was okay like there's a like in the original golden axe remakes have done it differently and shits so okay the, the original genesis version of the game and probably the arcade game too is like the yeah. there were two differences between the three characters one was how long their reach was, and the other was how much magic they had. Okay. And that was it. They all did the same amount of damage. They all had the same amount of health. They were huh. more or less the same speed. The only substantial difference you could notice was that the dwarf had a big, long axe, and the dude had Conan's sword, and yeah. the girl had a little short sword, and that was it. And but she had more magic. But she could carry more magic. Okay. So... And once you got good at it, the range wasn't as much of a problem. 
you kind of knew how to get close to the enemies and yeah, hit them yeah. without so it was less of a downside to have the shorter range but the magic could give you a good up. so it was always yeah, like oh true. she's gonna be the one i'm gonna gravitate towards once i got good at the game yeah and it makes sense because you like magic just in general so it makes right. sense that you would I mean, pick a magic summon user a freaking dragon to blow towards the screen <laughs> why wouldn't i want that i don't know <laughs> Oh, yeah, I can that's... I can shoot lightning bolts, or oh, I can cause a volcano, or oh, I can have a dragon fly by and toast people. What do you want? I yeah, mean, that's you're yeah. gonna want the freaking dragon. That makes sense. It <laughs> makes sense. I could see uh, child Stephen picking the dragon. Yeah, that and <laughs> whenever my friend would come over, yeah. I of course knew the game very well. Oh, okay. they did not. So the easier characters to use were going to go to them because they didn't. Yeah. So I would take the girl because I actually knew how to play the game right yeah. and could use her effectively. And she's probably the hardest to use because of that reach. Right. Once you get to understand how to approach yeah. the enemies, it's not a big deal. But if you don't, you're just going right. to be like, oh, I'm getting my ass kicked. And right, you're just flailing around. You can't around just walk up to something. you <laughs> got a big ass sword. Yeah, you kind of got to get around <laughs> him a little bit. But once you learn how to do that you're doing that with the long reach guy anyway so it's yeah like hmm. so i kept All like right. thinking of these different things i'm like yeah this is just my own personal weird specific upbringing had these yeah. female characters doing badass things that well there you go kind of put that into my head and then i got into anime where there were more yeah there's a, lo there's a lot doing of that, badass yeah. things and taking the lead and so it just kind of <laughs> So when that movie came out, when Brave came out, and everybody was just like, oh my god, this, uh, there's finally a, a movie with a girl right. lead. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I've grown up on this shit all the time. Yeah, that is But that was, it kind of took me a bit of thinking to realize that, no, that was me personally, and not everybody got that kind of a yeah experience with uh, media, so. Yeah, when, when the Wonder Woman movie came out, there was a thing, everybody was excited because it was a... Uh, female-led, big-time, like, big-budget uh, movie, but primarily it's like she's an action lead, you know? We've never right. had a female action star like this. And then there was a meme going around with uh, uh, Kung Fu fans or Hong Kong oh, movie yeah, fans, yeah. <laughs> where it's just like, whatever the quote was, somebody in some quote was saying, like, there's never been a more badass woman on screen or something like that. And like, it's every couple of, of words. It's like a picture, words, a picture, words, a picture. It's like this long mm -hmm. meme thing. And so like each picture was from like, there was Chang Pepe from come drink with me, 1966. And there was all these pictures from Wuxia movies and shit from Hong Kong. That was just like, yeah, it's like a thing. <laughs> and it has been a thing. <laughs> That's just right. been through all out their whole, you know, lineup of movies. It's just, you know, to like, yeah, in the West, maybe this is a new thing and, and it is a cool thing. She's awesome in that movie. But I mean, come on in the, in the global cinema, right. There's and a lot it, of badass it, women out there. It perhaps speaks more to American culture than to, uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Certainly more to American culture than world culture. And, yeah, we're we're sort of this male dominated uh even like like you know, male but also white led movies. I mean right, just right, right. a lot of times, you know, there just hasn't been Yeah, I mean that's even you know it'd be even harder to track yeah. down in a way. 
Although yeah, we've that's... at least got this massive era of black exploitation that we can at least there is... get something from. <laughs> there is that. There's all of those, and there's there's movies ever since then that are like black led movies, and mm-hmm. there's a uh, um, a box set of silent movies and movies from the 30s I believe mm-hmm. that I helped kickstart that's called Pioneers of African American Cinema mm-hmm. and it sort of goes back to uh, what they they used to call them race movies and they were movies uh, made and starring uh, made by and starring black people and all the way back to like the teens and, oh, wow. and filmmaking and so they a, a majority of them were lost and unable to be found and so mm. the uh the the team found a bunch of movies and fully restored them and so now right, they're on awesome. blu-ray and sort of like they put this this thing together so i helped kickstart that i was very proud of that. <laughs> helping to preserve film because it's a, a right. thing that i love and they're currently working on another one that's focused on women filmmakers in the same era mm. sort of making movies in the silent era and sort of what they were focused on and the issues they were taking on and things like that so that one's not out yet, but uh, I also cool. contributed to that one as well. So I, my little uh, contribution to <laughs> contribution film to preservation, to film history. preservation. Yeah, I, I enjoy doing stuff like that when I can. Um, but yeah, uh, fuck, I don't remember how we got onto yeah, all of yeah, this stuff. Yeah, we kind of got off on a tangent, didn't we? Right, which is which is fine. <laughs> I uh, I would prefer that than to like. Uh, well, what else about this movie? You know, I'd, I'd rather just have sort of organic conversation than than just struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Even there's times when when I feel in the moment where we're talking about where it's just like, oh man, like we're we're having a hard time here. We need to like come we, we up with something. something. Yeah, yeah. Like fuck. And then I always think like, wow, that that was just a bad moment. We got, you know, that, I'm gonna have to edit that out. And then whenever I go back and listen to it, it never seems as bad as it <laughs> felt in the moment. It always plays better when it's just audio. And I don't know if it's like removing the other senses hmm, <laughs> and, maybe. and like me being existing in this moment or not. But yeah, it always plays better. Well. Do we have anything else about this movie? I don't know. Maybe just the uh, the cover art, the actual art. This art or the the, or the, the the other stuff that's all drawn. The new art. Yeah. It's on the booklet too, I believe. Of, uh... Yeah. So this is this art is newly created for this ah. specific release, yeah, and so you uh, have. Uh, it's very have, distinct. You have something to say about this art? You don't like it, or? No, I liked it. it was you just do like kinda... it. It was just kind of distinct and yeah, seemed interesting and, and noteworthy. Yeah, I like the one. Oh, this is cool. Where yeah, it, has, it wraps around. Yeah, 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 I like that. I haven't even looked at this yet. I don't know that there's too much inside the booklet, but just that. I think it's all yeah. photos inside. But yeah, usually their art is not inside the books. But hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I like that guy, the the balding guy with the glasses just kind of hunched over. Yeah, that's kind of like mm. <laughs> artist Ian McEwen. So All maybe right. Ian well, McEwen uh, has done some other uh, good stuff for you. Yeah, check well, out. A good job, Ian. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Get the thumbs up from Steven. 
Yeah, in general, the uh, the Arrow Arrow Video puts out some high quality movies, high quality uh, releases of movies. Yeah, we've watched a few. I know. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, I can't brain damage specifically, but yeah, brain They've damage and uh, Wolf Guy. Wolf Guy. Yeah. They have a they have a whole bunch of Japanese movies that they put out. The battles without honor and humanity. They did those. The new battles. They've done a bunch of other Fukusaku movies like this, Doberman Cop, Street Mobster just came out. Mm. That's that's a movie that they made together before Battles. Uh-uh. Um, that just came out. I want to yeah. say they did more, but I think they did Battle Royale in the UK. They're a UK company that uh. just uh, uh, probably. Probably like three, three or four years now, um, debuted in the in the U.S. Cool, and uh, yeah, they're fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I love them. Uh, yeah, so more arrow to to be found at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the Silver Emotion podcast, it'll turn up again. Yes. I can pretty much guarantee that. Yeah. So, uh, you recommend this movie? Oh yeah. I recommend this movie as well. It stands on its own well. And it's just fun, good stuff. Well, maybe not fun, maybe more just uh, yeah, gritty it's, and dark. It's, and it's pretty <laughs> fucking brutal. I mean, fun in, in a way that, you know, maybe you enjoy uh, mm-hmm. diving deep into the darkness of, of a right, right. foreign criminal culture. <laughs> Yeah, I I would say if you're you're into uh, mafia movies, this would be an an interesting uh, yeah new, uh, not take on it, but a, a similar enough vein. That right, if you're, right. If you're into the whole mobster kind of thing, this yeah, would be a, a you know, good sidebar to that. And this is probably a good intro to the genre. At least it's better than battles in that it's less dense (laughs) and it's easier to follow this as as dense as this movie still is right it's still like much more straightforward and like there's a couple of main characters that sort of tie the thing together right right. you don't really get that yeah you're kind of following this friendship of these two guys on opposite sides of the law yeah so uh, yeah it's a it's a good uh, intro and uh so yeah Fucking A. Sayonara and (laughs) (laughs) adios. All right, see ya.
That's pure bullshit, my friend. 